Hello, and welcome to the next episode of the Cordex Digital Shipping Podcast. Today we are joined by Magnus Landa, head of APAC4 Veracity by DNV. Magnus, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for being here with us this morning. Before we get started with our questions today, can you tell me a little bit about what you do at Veracity? Sure. Um, thanks for the invitation. And um, yeah, at Veracity, I'm, as you said, head of APAC, so I lead our go-to-market and business development activities uh, in this region. Okay. Um, and at the same time, I also have a, another role in Veracity, which is uh, as of newly appointed uh, the product line director for okay. the data platform, uh, which means I oversee the, yeah, the P&L and the vision and the strategy for all our data platform products globally. Fantastic. And how is Veracity related to DNV? Yeah, so Veracity by DNV, as you see, um, is a brand on its own and okay. it's um, it is dnv's uh, data platform and digital ecosystem um, so we work together with dnv and on behalf of dnv and uh, directly with the customer base of dnv so uh, we have a, a dual role there as well fantastic and how long have you been in singapore with veracity so i started out with veracity when it was launched late 2017 okay. and i moved out to singapore in middle of 2019 to bring veracity closer to the to the asian markets just before COVID. Just before COVID. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and get started. So the, the first question I want to talk about with you today, or the first topic, is to, to talk about what is Veracity doing to help progress the shipping industry towards a digital future? Digitization is a very popular topic. It has been for several years. Can you tell us a little bit about how Veracity is helping your customers with this? Sure. Big question. Um, Veracity has been in the space of uh, helping shipping, particularly with digitalization for yeah, many odd years since as we was launched in late 2017. But I think I'll, I'll take one step back and say that, you know, the uh, Veracity as part of DNV, um, then it's good to, to know what DNV is doing. You know, okay. it's, a, it's a global and big um, risk assurance company, which has been providing uh, trust and risk management to our industry for more than 150 years yes. in the physical world. Mm -hmm. Now the world is turning digital yes. uh, to a very large degree and at a high pace. And um, the Invis vision is to be the trusted voice for these global transformations, uh, covering you know more than maritime and, and, and any type of service. And I think Veracity, as the data platform that will fuel DNV in doing that task. We will also fuel uh, the shipping community doing that. And our purpose is to provide trust to this digitalization okay. at scale, which means that we provide uh, technology for the ones that need technology in managing data. And we provide uh, standardization, data standardization, standardization in terms of connecting with the industry, uh, companies like yeah, you and you and me, yes. uh, etc. So that uh, use of data can be easier, safer, and you can actually trust it. Okay. And who are some of your target customers for Veracity? So our main uh, target customers are typically the ship owners, managers, and cargo owners. And what is some of the most useful or valuable features for them in the Veracity platform? It depends a lot. We fuel some, we have more than 300 services running on Veracity. So that's 300 distinct different yes use cases. Um, so it, it, it is a plethora, but I could say that obviously the, the most useful, hence the most um, uh, relevant topic of today is decarbonization. Mm -hmm. So we provide uh, emission management and verification of those data and, uh, and a lot more for more than 10,000 ships. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, which is 
a big number and and we do that to and we provide services into the decarb space to larger and larger degree you know where we're coming from based on on trust and and uh, yeah excellent so that actually leads us to the next question i want to ask you about which is about decarbonization so what on the veracity platform is there available for your customers for the 10,000 ships with regards to decarbonization, what kind of tools and features would, would they want to use? So so typically, uh, one of the more, maybe most scalable use cases today, which is uh, not necessarily seen by use case by many, but MRV and DCS, mm-hmm. the, the EU and IMO's uh, emission regulatory schemes, uh, everyone needs help in, in managing those data, verifying it and, and uh, uh, sending it to the to the verifiers, so we, we provide that as a service, like other class societies. Um, so that's a, that's a big service, and what we provide there is uh, data validation, data quality assurance, data standardization at scale for uh, for these ships, and we connect with their data providers so that uh, there's less work for the crew, less work for the uh, shore side to manage and, and deal with the data. Um, and we provide more and more now also insights benchmarks um, we provide the capability for these customers to reuse this data okay. uh, reporting requirements are increasing right sea cargo charter uh, Poseidon principles mm-hmm. um, and and you know ad hoc uh, request from any commercial stakeholder is increasing so we see it as very trendy now that our customers ask uh, and I appreciate the opportunity to reuse this data at scale mm-hmm. with the DNV stamp uh, connected to it fantastic Excellent. Well, it sounds very comprehensive about what all you're offering for decarbonization. Um, like many uh, tech ventures in the shipping maritime space, can you tell me some of the challenges that, that Veracity has faced with helping your customers digitize? Sure. Um, there has been many uh, since late 2017, when uh, you could say that digital transformation industry 4.0 in, in shipping was at the beginning, mm-hmm. we and other big uh, companies launched data platforms, and everyone wanted to be at the center. and uh, And you started to see that you know you, you started the, the you started the, the 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 first era of digital transformation. At that point in time, uh, no, not so many people and companies knew what they were doing. Mm-hmm. They were throwing money at technology. They were throwing money at. Uh, smoke and mirrors, you know, mm-hmm. hiring the good old chief digital officers. You don't see those around so True. often. Um, so people were searching, rightfully so, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so what we what we experienced there was that it was an, uh, a big ambition for many companies to try and achieve solving complex problems mm-hmm. with uh, advanced and uh, data advanced data, which is not very available. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, they, they, they designed use cases where they basically ticked off all the most complex, uh, uh, you know, aspects to it, mm-hmm. as opposed to starting at the easiest use cases yeah. with the most available technology and mm-hmm. data and least amount of change in terms of processes, etc. Yeah. Um, that has now matured, you know, uh, a lot ever since. Um, so... Now we actually start to see companies using IoT yes. sensor data from machinery at a, at a bigger and bigger scale, mm-hmm. uh, and much less uh, problems is associated is associated with this type of data. Um, we would view you know IoT and a lot of these technologies available mm-hmm. today. So what sort of remains is to find and design the good use cases where actually uh, you can harvest and capture the value. 
Exactly. Um, so I think the evolution has been has been good, and technology is to a very large degree here now for the digitalization to be used for, for example, decarbonization. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now it's about rolling up the sleeves, get our hands dirty, and and try and dare to to properly change beyond throwing money at things in in the sense of yes setting up a small think tank or hiring a CDO or doing things away from the core processes. Yes, actually getting involved in the core processes. Yeah. So that's another great segue into the last thing I want to talk about with you today, which is collaboration. Something that we found at Cordex, which I'm sure you also see at Veracity, is in order to reach these uh, goals within the industry, we have to work together with, with different players. We have to work with our customers more closely. So can you tell me a little bit about some of the collaborations that you're working on with Veracity, um, how Veracity approaches different partners, how you like to work with partners, and, and what you vision collaboration going forward. Sure. Um, so collaboration, though, then one place to start, you know, deciphering what that entails for, mm-hmm. for, for digitalization could be that at the center or at the core of digitalization is data. Yes. That drives digital processes. And the data belongs typically to a data value chain. Okay. It's produced somewhere and it's and it, it, it moves a long way from where it's produced until its final destination. Mm-hmm. And um, as I mentioned earlier uh, about many companies uh, launching platforms and launching, you know, at the beginning it was very unclear which companies and which stakeholders would have which roles in the um, sort of if you're at, at the value chain of the data. Yes. So lots of overlaps, small competes, mm-hmm. not clear who's going to earn money on what, mm-hmm. uh, lots of Im- immaturity, yeah. uh, which led to a difficulty yes. to collaboration, right? Uh, and now I would say that uh, we have seen that um, everyone has understood that in order for collaboration to happen, you need to solve out these positions. Mm-hmm. And you also, in the, if you view it in another way, you understand that you need collaboration in order for that data supply chain to work. Yes. Because at the end of the day, you need to get hold of the data. You mm-hmm. need to be allowed to use it. It needs to be of this right quality and and, and format so that you can read it and trust it. Yep. Right. So that uh, yields sort of itself. So you, you Veracity is looking for partners to uh, tap into parts of these value chains, part of the data process. Exactly. Okay. We have found where what our position is, mm-hmm. and we have played around and tested many different models and pivoted, like mm-hmm. startups do and other companies do. And and we do not. We want to be at the at the core where we can. Uh, so we have, for example, a, a partner program for data providers on on the one side. Mm-hmm. Um, where any company that can help, you know, the customers bring data to Veracity if they have a, uh, a good use for mm-hmm. the data in Veracity. Uh, and on the other side of the platform, we have um, DNV and third parties that consume this data to either create value or, or bring it on to another step. Yeah. Um, so we want to be at the centerpiece of providing the standardization and, and trust so that data can be used at, at, at scale. Okay, fantastic. Well, thank you very much for joining us today. The, the last thing I want to ask you about is when someone's looking for solutions, what would set Veracity apart from your competitors? You don't have to name them, <laughs> but what's going to make someone pick you over the next choice? Well, again, it depends. Okay. You you come at digitalization in typically two angles. Mm-hmm. For big corporations, they're looking for technology, mm-hmm. competency, uh, investment powers, okay. uh, like we have, mm-hmm. and we 
are a partner of Microsoft, for example, we piggyback on them. Yep. So we have access to the type of uh, resources that smaller, uh, like uh, that, that, that is difficult to get hold of. Yes. So we partner with some of the biggest ship owners, cargo owners, etc., mm-hmm. to have a partnership in that investment. Okay. So that's one type of role. Then it's more technology and resource focused. Mm-hmm. If you have the other way around, when the majority of shipping companies are smaller and they're not looking for a data platform, they're not looking for technology, they're looking for value, they're looking for a distinct use case. Um, And then, as I said, we have uh, more than 300 services. So I I would say that we have a big, we have a plethora of of use cases, which on on one hand can be a problem, of course, to find find what you need. But I would say, in essence, the the trend now is, is decarbonization. And I would say that we, I do believe that we, uh, set ourselves apart from the majority uh, in the fact that we don't go into the competition of our partners okay. and we keep uh, to the core of providing standardization, trust and um, you know power to the data owner to use this data and when it comes to decarbonization and emission management we we have uh, benchmarks since we you know uh, work with this data for more than 10,000 ships we have uh, proven technology that is in use mm-hmm. it's not a uh, new te- new technology it's been live for more than 10 years we have advanced um, ai models that estimate and predict uh, op- ship operations fuel consumption and emissions mm-hmm. and we often find that many of our customers they have incomplete data sets, so we fill it up to create a complete one. This is typically for the cargo owners. Okay. And to have this ready as standard modules with standard pricing and contracts, I think is it's fairly mature and, and uh, at least by, by more and more companies seen as, as, as uh, valuable. Yes, it's very straightforward, which is what people need. Mm. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for joining us, Dave Magnus. It's been great speaking with you, and we hope to see you uh, again in the future. Thank you.